Business English Power, Episode 22. Aloha and welcome to Business English Power, the show for ambitious English students who want to level up their business English skills, become global communicators, and international business leaders. My name is Al, also known as Al Sensei, online and in Japan. Thank you so much for listening today. Wow, we've got a great episode today. This episode is all about, well, a question. A question that I would like to ask you all. The question simply is Is your English natural? Does your English and your business English sound natural? What do you think? Well, this is a really important thing because as we increase our levels, as we level up, as we you know, start to really, really put ourselves into the business world, we need to make sure that we are communicating effectively. And this is definitely one of the things that I believe is a strong factor. Okay, now we're going to get into this、uh, topic in just a second here. And I'm going to illustrate it with a story about two of my friends back in Japan. But before we do that, we are going to、uh, please ask you to subscribe to Business English Power. Also, please share this episode with a friend, a classmate, a colleague, whoever would benefit from Business English Power. And I would appreciate that if you did. And also, please you know, consider leaving a review in Apple Podcasts if you find this episode useful. And I think you will, because at the end, I'm going to put an action plan together for you so that you know exactly what to do next. And you can start again taking that massive, bold action that we talk about,、uh, especially if you've read my book, English Fluency Power. And you can, if you haven't read it, you can get a copy of it. You can get a copy of the ebook at EnglishFluencyPower.com. And I've just lowered the price, guys. It's just $7. It's a great investment if you haven't、uh, had the chance to, to take a look at that already. But check it out at EnglishFluencyPower.com. But we're going to cover something from the book today. Which I think you will find very useful and very interesting. And again, this is about natural English, all right? And this is, a, again, all to help your fluency and help your confidence as you move through your career in the business world. Because the, if you are listening to this, it likely means that you are doing business with companies from overseas, or maybe you're traveling a lot for business. Maybe you're in sales and you need to make contacts around the world. And so that's what we are talking about here is the more that you can sound like a native speaker, the more that you can sound natural. Again, building that native mindset, that means you are connecting at a greater level. All right, and I hope you all agree with that. Now, not everybody agrees with that, as we have teachers out there in the English teaching world who will, you know, maybe not agree with my. Take my opinion on this subject, and that's fine.、Um, you just have to choose the teacher that you agree with, that you line up with. All right, and the reason that I'm very passionate about this topic is because it's what helped me with my Japanese. Okay, so as you know, guys, I lived in Japan for a long time, but I really wasn't able to achieve a high level of fluency again, spoken fluency, spoken communication、uh, for. 
after, you know, actually a few years after living in Japan, which was very frustrating. I've struggled quite a bit, but it was this topic that really started to unlock things for me in the Japanese world. Now, let me illustrate with a story here. So, I had two friends back when I first lived in Japan. One's name was Steve, the other's name was Sean. Now, Steve was much like me. Okay, so Steve had studied Japanese before going over to Japan to teach English. Okay, so we, you know, Steve and I taught at the same English school in Yokohama, Japan. And again, he was from the Midwest where I was from as well. So we were pretty similar. We had studied Japanese at our respective universities and gone to teach English over in Japan. And his knowledge of Japanese was very, very great. I mean, he had studied a lot and he studied, a, you know, he would even bring his flashcards to the gym. I remember that. <laughs>、um, he would bring his kanji flashcards and study at the gym、uh, while waiting for machines to, be, to open up, you know. And so, yeah, he was definitely a studier. He was definitely a very smart and intelligent guy. Okay. Now let's.、Um, You know, take a look at my friend Sean. Now, Sean, on the other hand, had never ever studied Japanese. He moved over to Japan not to teach English, but、uh, because his mom is Japanese. His mom lived there, and he never learned Japanese growing up、uh, as a young child. And so when he went to Japan,、uh, you know, I, I believe his parents divorced, and that's why he grew up in the States, and then his mom, I think, Moved back to Japan or something like that. I'm not quite sure. It doesn't really matter. But he went to Japan,、um, started living with his mom over there. And again, he's a native English speaker, but he started to learn Japanese by working at a bar. And so he was working at a bar、um, in Japan. Again, a lot of clients were American because it was near a military base, but of course, they had a lot of Japanese customers and the staff was Japanese as well. So he had to learn it very quickly. Now, here's the thing here's the interesting thing. Okay, so Steve, you know, when he would speak Japanese, he would try to communicate. His phrases and sentences were very. Slow and very broken. It was like he had to really think about what he wanted to say before he was saying it. And so, you know, it was very accurate, but it would just take him a long time.、Um, his pronunciation was not quite on point, and it would just take a long time to kind of spit out his ideas and what he wanted to say. And that was like me as well. I'm in the same, I was in the same category at the time. But when it came to Sean, he had. Lived in Japan for just a few months, and he would sound exactly like a native Japanese speaker. Okay, and he was, you know, in fact, he would talk to my Japanese friend Atsushi, if you if you read that in the book, and he talked to him on the phone. And Atsushi actually thought he was a Japanese, a native Japanese, <laughs>、uh, because his pronunciation was so good and his language is so natural. Okay, and He had never studied Japanese before and only lived in Japan for just a few months. And so, how did that happen? So, what, you know, what was the difference? Because, really, what it boils down to, if you want to you know, use English in the real world, 
I think we would all agree that what we want to be good at is the communicative aspect, speaking with people, not just knowing it and passing exams like me and Steve. Yeah, Steve and I, we could pass the exams, but we couldn't pass you know, the real-world exam, which is what Sean was doing really, really well, because he had to. He had to use Japanese for work, and he had to learn it very quickly. And so that's the difference, okay? And how did he do that? How did Sean become very fluent in just a few months? Well, basically it comes down to this. In my opinion, it comes down to modeling native speakers. And so I talk a lot about this in the book, but modeling native speakers really becomes the key. Now, of course, you might be thinking, well, Al, there's, you know, native speakers of English in many different ways. You know, there's, of course, American uh, native speakers, there's Australian, there's British, there's Canadian, you know, so which should I choose? Well, the important thing is just to choose one that you think you would model your English after. Okay, Yeah, you're right. There are different versions of English, of native English. And a lot of people are learning American English. Some people are learning British English. It doesn't really matter because the differences are, you know, there are differences, but it's not going to be major differences. So choose one, but the key is this. They must be native speakers. Whoever you model, they must be a native speaker if you want the best results. All right, and really start to ask yourself these questions. Okay, this is, these are the questions that I started to ask myself when I started this technique. When I was learning Japanese, the questions I would ask myself are something like this. Am I using the same words and phrases that native speakers use? What words do I hear native speakers use a lot that I never use? Does my English sound like a native speaker? How can I sound more like a native speaker? Okay, these are the, some of the tough questions that I would highly recommend you start asking yourself if you really want to get to the next level. Again, it comes from down to pronunciation, uh, word selection, things like that. But really, it's, it's not that difficult to do. What I would recommend, and here's your action plan for today, is find a native speaker. Now, it doesn't have to be a live person. That's the best option, of course, if you can find a native speaker who is a friend of yours or someone that would sit down with you for a few minutes to have a chat. If you don't have that, that's fine. You can find native speakers all over the place on the internet. For example, YouTube. Obviously, we have lots of native speakers out there. Um, you can find clips um, you can find movie clips, you can find TV shows, things like that, or you can find interviews with people. You can watch TED Talks. There's lots of those out there which students like. Okay, so just start breaking those down. Again, don't take long clips at first. Take shorter clips, like a minute or so. You can watch news reports. Okay, I know VOA News does English and they have subtitles on their news reports. That'll help as well if you have a script. So start doing that. Start noting down words and phrases that you never use, but you hear, you're starting to hear more and more from native speakers. And how can you integrate that into your own language? This is what's going to start helping you really, really sound more natural and become more confident 
in your English. All right. So again, your action plan is to first find a native source, whether it be a live person or on YouTube or on the internet, and then start listening, watching, and taking notes. Okay, how do they sound? How is my pronunciation different? What words and phrases are they using that I'm not using? And to start making a note of those. All right, and that's the first step. Once you get past that, we can rejoin again. But definitely check out English Fluency Power for more on that.、Uh, but that is just kind of an overview of what I wanted to get across in this episode on business English power. All right, we're going to wrap it up there today. But thanks so much for joining me. Again, this is Al, and you guys are doing awesome. Okay, so thanks so much for sharing business English power with your friends and your colleagues.、Um, I really appreciate it. And please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It just takes a few minutes, and that would mean a lot to me.、Uh, and again, make sure you are subscribed, and that also helps spread the word of business English power. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening today. Keep on leveling up, you know, because as we say here, when you level up your learning, you definitely level up your.